You're listening to Joe List's Mindful Metal Jacket on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Mindful Metal Jacket podcast. I am your host, your friend, your lover, Joe List. Thank you for listening. It is a Thursday. If you're listening to this, the day it comes out. I recorded this on Wednesday. I don't know why I have to mention this. Um, I feel like, you know what this feels like? It feels like I'm leaving a voicemail. I think that's why I'm giving you the date and time. Although no one leaves voicemails anymore, I feel like. But I like a nice voicemail. Um, anyways, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you're doing okay or you're not doing okay, reach out. At Joe List Comedy on Twitter and Instagram. Joe List Comedy at Gmail on email. And uh, leave us a nice review if you could. You can go to the iTunes situation or wherever you listen. I don't know. I listen to things on the Apple podcast. I don't listen to that many podcasts. I just do a ton of them. <coughs> Corona. Um, but uh, leave a nice review or a five-star review, whatever it is. And uh, you can reach out to me, email me with your questions or your concerns. Um, I hope you're doing okay. Just remember, if you're a person with anxiety, right now, as my friend said, people that don't have anxiety have anxiety right now. So if you're dealing with anxiety before, I'm sure it's kicked up, cranked up. Allow yourself to uh, feel that way. And I think whatever you're dealing with, depression, anxiety, alcoholism, herpes, it's all going to be worse. Um, Sorry, I'm projecting. It's all going to be worse during this time. So, And uh, it's going to be a while. I'm in New York. I'm a New Yorker, so we're in shelter in place or whatever you want to call it. So if you're in Seattle, California, uh, Massachusetts, New York, those places are uh, tied down or told to be home. Wherever you are, I hope that you're remaining safe and vigilant and cautious and healthy. Um, but yeah, I'm doing okay. They always say people that are uh, anxious and nervous are best in a crisis. That's what someone said once. I don't know. But um, just take it day by day, one day at a time, one moment at a time. I get uh, fucked up when I start thinking about the economy and the future and people start robbing our houses because there's no money to be made. But then I realized I'm just um, creating this in my head for now. There's a chance that's going to happen. There's always been a chance that's going to happen. Life has always been unassured. Um, So not much has changed. It's just a weird time. And eventually we'll get out of it and we'll be able to tell our friends and family and grandkids, not our grandparents because they'll be dead, but we'll be able to tell the grandkids that we lived through it. It's going to be okay. Day at a time. In some ways, people with anxiety and uh, OCD and agoraphobia, we've been preparing for this our whole lives, for God's sakes. And it's here, and we're doing it. We're in it. You're fine so far. You'll continue to be fine. I hope that's the case. And if you have corona, you know, hydrate, rest, and pray. Do you pray? I don't know. I don't, but people do. Seems like fun. Um, Today's guest, my friend uh, Tracy Canarzo. Hope I'm saying her name right. Carnazzo? Or is it Carnazzo? Maybe it's Carnazzo. But if you say it fast, it doesn't matter. Tracy Carnazzo. There you go. Um, She's great. She's a comedian here in New York City. Born and raised here in the city in Queens, I believe. Still lives there. Um, Just a goddamn ray of sunshine. She's a uh, wonderful comic and a a good person. I feel very uh, connected to her. Very close. We have very similar um, things that we'll discuss, obviously. OCD, anxiety, phobia, and um, she's extremely um, helpful to me, comforting to me. I've uh, had some issues that I've talked to her about, and she is good at um, connecting and recognizing them and making me feel seen and heard, as the kids say, as the wokesters enjoy saying. Um, So she's great. It's a great conversation. We get into our Phobias, we talk a lot about corona. This is the first podcast we've we've, uh, recorded in the midst of the corona crisis. So uh, a historic podcast for a mindful metal jacket. Most of these were recorded like nine months ago. So this one was recorded just a couple of days before we released it. And um, I hope you'll pardon if there's any sound issues because we can't get together. We got to be six feet apart. So we're in different towns or neighborhoods. I should say, same borough, different neighborhood. Um, And we each used our Zoom recorder, but we talked over the phone or FaceTime. So they recorded in different rooms and our wonderful producer, Matt Kleinschitt, 
Klein, Kleinschmidt, Kleinschmidt, uh, I think I'm saying his name wrong too. I'm saying everyone's names wrong, but my wife, uh, Sarah Tulamachi, um, I don't know. I didn't think it fits. I didn't think of the second half of this joke. I was just mispronouncing her name. But uh, anyways, Matt is uh, doing his best to make it sound uh, normal and good. So I hope that you'll uh, forgive any sound issues because we're doing the best we can. We can't get together anymore, which is a bummer. I mean, that's part of the podcast is being uh, connected and close to people. So we're doing it over the phone. So forgive any audio issues, but I think they're okay. I think they're pretty good. And like I said, it was a great conversation. Um, <coughs> coronavirus in my mouth. Um, hey, but one thing I'm doing to pass the time, and uh, I really am doing this. This is not just because they're a sponsor. I am using my Withings scale. I have the Body Plus, I believe it's called, scale. Uh, I got it from Withings. They sent it to me, and it's a great thing to use, especially when you're quarantined, because you don't want to blow up like a balloon, for God's sakes. All I'm doing is eating. I'm walking about a tenth of the steps I used to walk. But I got this badass scale they sent me. I highly recommend you get one yourself. You uh, hook it up to your phone. You use the app, and it tells you how many steps you walked, which is depressing at this time. It gives you the weather report, and it tells you your BMI, your body mass index. It tells you your fat percentage, your water percentage, your weight. And it tells you if your weight has gone up and down, so you can monitor it day to day. And it's a great way to get healthy. Uh, I mentioned last week, Serena Williams uses the goddamn thing. She's not even one of their sponsors. It's just she's talked about how she uses it. Um, it's pretty awesome. I really enjoy it. I'm grateful they sent it to me. Sarah's using it. I think you can put up to eight people on one scale. Not at a time. You can't jumble up eight people on the scale. That would be difficult to do anyways. But... Um, <laughs> you can hook up eight people um, to it. To, to, it'll, it'll keep their information, um, which is pretty neat. I'm not great with technology, so I don't know what I'm talking about exactly. But it is awesome. Hey, there's good news. Lowering your weight, even 5 or 10% can decrease your health risk. That's important uh, during this crisis. Maybe your New Year's resolution went out the window, but it's not too late to make a move to a healthier lifestyle right now. Withings has more than 10 years experience making connected devices to help anyone take control of their health. Guys, this is a great time to try to get healthy. I mean, it should be a wake-up call because you realize, hopefully you're not going to get corona. You, most likely you won't. Uh, but you realize it, 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 it affects people with uh, weakened immune systems. This is a great time. Quit smoking. Get yourself a scale. Start eating healthier. And get that body weight down. Get that the your muscle percentage up, your fat percentage down, your water percentage up. This tells you all of those things. It's pretty awesome. I love it. Withings now has an ecosystem of award-winning connected devices beyond the scale like hybrid smartwatches and blood pressure monitors known for their accuracy and ease of use. Step on a Withings smart scale and... Data from every weigh-in goes directly to the highly rated HealthMate app available for iOS and Android. That's the app I'm using, the HealthMate app. It's pretty awesome. If you want to take control of your weight or just add muscle and lose fat, a Withing Smart Scale can help at every weigh-in. You get weight, full body composition, weight trend, even a local weather report. In fact, Tom's Guide recently named Withing's Body Plus Best Overall Smart Scale of 2020 and you can get 25% off. That's a quarter, folks. Body plus body composition Wi-Fi smart scale at withings.com slash mindful. That's withings. W-I-T-H-I-G-S. I-N-G-S. I'm stupid. Dot com backslash mindful. Go do it. 25% off. This thing is pretty badass. And uh, anyways, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're healthy. I use the Calm app there. Um, not a sponsor. I would love if they were. I really use it and I love it and I highly recommend it. And I'm just going to steal a quote right, right from them that they gave me this week. Um, so here's a, here's a wonderful quote that I think could help you. I hope that you're doing okay. We all need help right now. So everybody reach out. In New York, there's a toll-free number you can call to get um, help with a therapist. If you don't have your own therapist, I just retweeted it. Governor Cuomo tweeted it. And here is a nice quote for you. This is from Herman Hesse. 
Folks, love your suffering. Do not resist it. Do not flee from it. It is your aversion that hurts, nothing else. What a timely quote that is, folks. Embrace it. We're here, we're stuck inside, but it could be worse. Your schedule is a lot looser, probably, and you're doing the right thing for yourself and for society. So embrace it and enjoy it and be kind to each other. Thank you for listening. Tell some friends who could use the help. I love you. Thank you. Enjoy this conversation, conversation with my friend Tracy Canarzo. Thank you. We're here, and uh, we're here. Well, thank you for doing this, by the way. How are you holding up? With thank you for course. having me, <sighs> Joe. This is crazy. Yeah, this is not good for people like this us. This is crazy. This is terrible. This is everything that everyone's been telling us will never happen in our whole entire lives happening. Well, this is what this is what kind of makes me feel good, though, is that tell me this is everything I've ever been afraid of. All of my fears mm-hmm. of that, like some crazy thing's going to happen. This weird, invisible thing will happen and I won't be able to work. All my gigs will get canceled. I'll have no way of making money. I won't be able to see my family. and I might die. It's happened and I'm yeah. okay. So far. I mean, I don't think that, I think that people like us are going to be okay. And I hate to jinx it, but I really do because I feel like people like us take so many precautions. You know, I was driving around Brooklyn the other day and people are playing basketball in the park. Yes. It's like nothing happened there. There were men sitting in a park playing chess together. There was no gloves. There were no masks. They were just hanging. People are sitting on the bench together waiting for the bus. So I don't think that people like us that are actually quarantining are going to be affected as much as the people that kind of caught it before it started, um, like spreading like wildfire, like people like when we were out, we were out two weeks ago. Yeah, like I was in um, Dallas two weeks ago, like doing meet and greets, like shaking hands. And like we were joking about it. Like, oh, boy, this is weird. I was washing my hands and shit. But I feel like enough time has passed that I didn't get it then. But now are you right. going out at all? Are you going to the grocery store and shit? I'm going to the grocery store. That's it. I'm just going to the grocery store and coming home. Uh, I have to do my laundry today, but the laundry is in my building. Oh, that's nice. And we have like, yeah, we have a laundry room in the building. And I've been watching the people that work in my building bleach everything. They they have a, a bucket of water and bleach and they've been wiping everything down in the laundry room that anyone touches. Oh, see, that's nice. We're starting to hear for the first time a bunch of coughs coming from our apartment, which is making me nervous. Upstairs. Do you think the walls I have mean, it? I think also, I, I, first of all, I have chronic silent reflux, also known as respiratory so reflux. Do, I. do you? Yes, I do, Joe. We are we are twinsies at heart. I know we have you. a lot of the same things. And you really <laughs> helped me one time, not because I want to talk about stuff other than Corona, also, obviously. Yeah, of course. But you helped me recently a few weeks ago. I was freaking out because I flossed and like three quarters of a blood came out of my three, I remember this. three quarts of blood is what I meant to say. It came <laughs> shooting out of me. It was like carrying. It was wild. And uh yeah. I was freaking out. I thought I had some crazy because my anxiety and people that listen to this show know my anxiety manifests a lot through teeth. I've, I have big dental fears. And you used to work Ooh. in a dentist office. Is that correct? I did. I worked in a dentist office. I worked for a few weeks just in a dentist office. And then I used to do I used to actually like do the assisting. I don't know if I was qualified to do that, <laughs> by the way. Oh, man, this is not helping. I was in high school and they were like, here, suck this blood out. And I was like, okay, that sounds fun. And I I didn't have a problem with it. I don't know why I didn't have a problem with it. But then I also worked, um, you know, doing like kind of like admin work at a dentist office for a while. I just feel like, um, you know, I do know a little bit about everything. That's my thing. Okay. And I feel like I'm I'm not not a doctor. Yeah. To me, you're a doctor. Like you're somebody that that. I've been wanting to have on the show because... You really helped me with my anxiety because I feel like you get it. You understand. I totally yeah, you get understand it. my mental psychosis. The real problem, I think, in anxiety, too, is when people aren't hearing you. And that's the big problem that I have. I feel like when I get very nervous and I tell you something that I'm afraid of and you go, that's never going to happen. 
and you dismiss it, that's when I get most nervous because I'm like, oh, he didn't hear what I said to him. Yes. And no one's taking me seriously. Yes, that's exactly how I feel. And that's what um, so much of my therapy is about is my therapist is always like, you feel invisible. And that's the feeling. Yes. And the feeling is like, you. I equate to feeling like you're like a quarter of an inch tall, like in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And you're like, Dad, mm-hmm. I'm down here. Like you're jumping up and down screaming. Yes. And everyone's like, oh, shut up. You're fine. I always say that it's like a dream where you're screaming and no one could hear yeah, you. Sa- yeah, same thing. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. And I've said this before on the podcast and stuff. It was like, as crazy as it sounds, like, yeah, people are like, you don't have liver cancer. That's insane. But I'm like, well, people are like, this is just in your head. But you're like, but to me, I'm dying. I'm losing my mind. Sure. Here. Well, I found the most helpful thing to do just because I do understand your anxiety and I understand other people's anxiety, even though it might not be the same as mine. So the best way to kind of combat that or the best way for people to react to you is to maybe say like, okay, I hear you that you're having pain in your lower left quadrant. Um, Let's see what it could be. It's like, okay, so if it's your lower left side, it could probably be your colon. If it was your liver, it would be higher up. Uh, You know, you're not drinking, so it's not likely that you would have pain in your liver area. You're not overweight, so you wouldn't have a fatty liver. Uh, You know, have you eaten anything gassy lately? You know, and just kind of like process of elimination, like talk through it. I think. And then just validate. Yeah. Validation is big. Also, I read a a book, this amazing book that I talk about in every episode called The Antidote by Oliver Berkman, which I highly recommend. It's really great. But a big part of that too, that I'm trying to do with this uh, Corona business is also a thing that's helpful is, okay, even if you do have that thing, you have liver disease or your teeth are falling out, you'll just deal with it. You'll be okay then too. Like it's not something that's going to be un- controllable. And I'm trying to do that with Corona too, as if like, all right, if I get Corona, I'll drink water and take Tylenol and sleep and hopefully be okay. Although the last couple of days, I've read a few articles about how it affects young, healthy people. And that scares the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah. I haven't loved that. <laughs> I, I think that it. the best thing that we could do, I, I, the best thing that we can do as, you know, people like us that have OCD, that have these fears and the hypochondria is just stop reading this stuff. We are inside, right? You know, we were outside and that was two weeks ago and we're not outside anymore. So I think that whoever's like getting it now kind of had it, you know, last right. week. That's what I'm trying to tell myself too. But then when we do go out, cause Sarah and I have, I've gone for a walk cause I'm like, I got to get some right. sun on me, some mental health. I mean, I'm social distancing like a motherfucker. But sure. We were at the grocery store last night and I'm like, I was saying, I wish there was like a moment, like you bump into a guy and it goes, you got it. Like I would rather that so I could be like, okay, I got it. Shit. Here we go. Let's hunker down. But it's this thing of like, right. you're never in the clear. Every moment is like, it takes four days. So I'm like, what if I got it on Saturday? and I'm just waiting to die now. Well, have you been careful at the grocery store? Very careful. We, we go like we social distance and stuff. We move quick and we wash our hands like crazy when I come home. Right. Um, Sarah started wiping down and washing the fruit and shit that we buy. That's a but great idea. But I haven't idea. been like super wash the, uh, the shit. So I spoke to my cousin who's a nurse practitioner in Pennsylvania and she's dealing with this head on right now. And she said the best thing that you could do is wear gloves and a mask at the supermarket. Go as quickly as possible. And when you come home, strip down, wash all of your clothes and take a shower. Wow. Okay. See, that's. And that's what I've been doing. That's nerve wracking to me. I haven't done that at all. I've been wearing the same clothes over and over again. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> I have like an outside sweatshirt. What, where do you get the gloves? Should we go buy rubber gloves? If you could. Yeah, that's what I should do, I guess. Because that seems nice and at least for the mental health thing. But I do think, don't you think probably a lot of the people that are getting it, like you said, are people that are worked in schools or going to restaurants or work in restaurants or work in hospitals or whatever. I do. I think that a lot of the people that got it, not necessarily schools, because I don't see a lot. My mother works in a school and no one was really affected by it. And none of the kids seem to even have been affected by it. So I think that the best thing to do um, is just you know, remember that we just haven't been out. The people that I know that have gotten it ha- were people that were out and about before they told us to go inside. Right. And have the people that... Like, they kind of got it. the people it. that you know that have gotten it, have they been okay? 
Uh, everyone so far is okay. Um, someone that um, works at a comedy club that you know and I know, uh, he seems to be pulling through. He's been in the ICU with double pneumonia. Oh, yes, I read about that. Yeah, and he seems to be getting better every day. And I've been kind of like obsessively checking, you know, his wife's Facebook page and his Facebook page just to make sure he's okay. But so far, so good. Um, you know, I think that I'm scared that a lot of people are going to find out about their underlying conditions that they never knew about before. Oh, God, that's what I want. See, th this is what <laughs> I've been worried about is like I have silent reflex, also known as respiratory reflux. I'm like, is that an underlying right. condition? No, our cough. I've been coughing the same way for 15 years. Right, same. Well, not 15 years, but for like uh, a year. I remember <laughs> when I first got a job. There yeah. you go. I first got <laughs> I first got a job in an office uh, probably about 10 years ago and I started working there and no one wanted to come near me because I coughed so much in the morning and it was from my reflux. But I didn't care. I didn't mind that. I like that. I was like, yes, yeah, stay away from me. Good for you. I'm very right. sick. But it made me feel but so good. that's do you get GERD like chest pains and shit or just breathing, coughing, throat stuff? I get a lot of um like I have to blow my nose all day long. I'm coughing all day long and my nose burns, my throat burns, like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I get a similar thing. My throat and I do a lot of... Ugh. The throat clearing is beyond. Okay, this makes me feel... I mean, I feel very connected to you because I feel like we have a lot of the same yes. issues here. <laughs> we do. Um, how, yeah, we you've do. had that for a year. I mean, what do you do? you take something for it? I take, um, you know, like the prescription uh acid medicine i forgot what it's called like whatever you know the it's not privacid but it's like it's Privacic? like that and yeah it's something it's it's like a generic gotcha. like that and i take that every morning on an empty stomach and it does help a little bit but um you know it is what it is i just have it so you just accept because this go, going back to like mindfulness and anxiety and stress you find that you just accept it and it makes it a little bit better this is just a thing i deal with is that how you approach it joe I've had it for so long, I'd be dead if it was something. Right, because that's where I'm like getting to. But I realize this now getting into like anxiety manifestations and all this stuff is that and now through mindfulness, through therapy, I'm able to realize I'm like, oh, like yesterday or two days ago, I have a tooth that needs a root canal at some point. But the dentist yeah. is, you know, shut down now. But um I was like, oh shit, what if it goes bad? Like, I'm like, what if it just like explodes in my mouth? What if I have an abscess during this time and I can't go to the dentist? Well, that's like, and now through mindfulness, I am able to go, oh, that's my anxiety. I'm anxious about other shit and it's hooking on to that. Sure. You kind of have to talk it out rationally. So it's like, how long have you had this cavity? Probably a while. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> are you in pain well, right now? Well, it's not that it's a cavity, it, it was a cavity. He filled right, it. Right, and then it gets a little he too big. He filled it, okay. and then he was like, it was a situation where he thought, this is, he's like, when I open this up, it was an old filling. He's like, when I open this up, it's going to need a root right. canal. Then he opened it up, and he's like, dude, you lucked out. I put some medicine in there. We filled it. It was a deep cavity, but I think it's all set. And then it was fine for about six months, and then it started to be like, when I bite on it, I'm like, shit, which I had the same thing on a tooth below that, which I had the root canal, and now that's all done. Right. Uh, is it a tooth that you could see at all? Um, it's in the back. I mean, I can kind of see it, sort of. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just so not a fan of root canals. I've had four of them myself, Me too. and it's just it. It was. Uh, it's my back teeth. I had when I had braces. They put my braces on, and they put these metal bands around the back four teeth, like my my backmost molars. And I used to tell the the orthodontist all the time, I used to say, this really hurts. Like my teeth really hurt. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Braces hurt. And when they took them off, they found out that, you know, food was getting in there and I had cavities in all four Jesus. of those teeth. Yeah. So I had to get root canals on all, all four of them and they had to pull one of them. And I feel like if it's in the back, like I have, I have a root canal now uh, that has a cap on it. And every time I go into the dentist, the dentist is like, yeah, this looks like we might need to have, you know, pull it and put a dental implant God. eventually. Yeah. So I'm like, just pull the tooth then. After all of the things that I went through with the root canal and paying for the cap, just pull the tooth if it's all the way in But the to back. me, the anxiety factor is worse with pulling a tooth because then I'm like, now my teeth are falling out. I'm pulling my teeth out. I'm a psycho that's having his teeth pulled. Somehow having teeth pulled... I equate with 
insanity. I'm losing my mind. I under, Yeah, I understand that. But if it's like a molar all the way in the back, it's just sometimes, you know, depending on, I feel like dentists never recommend pulling, but you kind of have to make your own decision. But let's talk through it. Okay, so your tooth, it, it's sensitive right now to um, cold and hot and sweet probably yeah. because the cavity has gone down to the nerve. And that's basically right. what happens. So. So if you eat anything sweet or anything, it's touching the nerve. Whatever you're eating is touching the nerve, and that's what's giving you a little bit of pain or sensitivity. Nothing's going to happen. It's probably been like that for a while. And let's say, worst case scenario, you get an abscess. You call the dentist, and you get antibiotics, and they prescribe them to you over the phone. CVS delivers them to your door. You don't have to see anyone. You rinse with salt water for the abscess, and then you just kind of go on with Yeah, your there life. you go. Not a big deal. Perfect. See, right. this you, is very helpful to me. You have to go. Uh, this is something that my mom always tells me. You can't stop at one scenario. You have to follow the thought through all the way to the end. Because this is what, going back to Corona again, and again with anxiety, Sarah and I have been talking where I'm like, I don't even know what we do if we have it. Like we're in Astoria, Queens. We don't have a car. They keep being like drive through this. Right. And then they, on the on the on the news, they keep saying and then call your health care provider. I'm like, I don't have a health care provider. What doc? I don't have a doctor. Yeah. I mean, I think basically what you do is you stay home and you have a fever. Yes. But my other fear. And again, this is anxiety, is that I'm like, what if I'm one of the young people that it affects so bad that I'm like, I'll just stay home. I'm strong immune system. I drink ginger shots, green tea every day. I meditate. I'm gay. I'll just sit here and then all of a sudden I wake up at three in the morning and I'm drowning and then I die. And my wife has to look at my dumb dead face. I don't think you die that quickly. Okay. Like I think that you would get pneumonia first and that would be very painful and obvious. And then you would probably go to the hospital. Right. I'd take an ambulance or something. Yeah. You call 911. All right. So they come in a hazmat suit. They come get you. And Sarah gets to stay home. That's the yeah. best part because she can't she go with you. husband. Someone yeah. <laughs> well, no herpes, gets, no panic attacks, think, you know, it'd be nice. <laughs> to be honest with you, just being a woman right now, um, I don't think that Sarah would get a new husband. I think that Sarah would just enjoy the apartment to herself and enjoy just like some alone time. I think that that's something that men don't understand about us. Yeah, I just assume as soon as I die, my wife's going to be, you know, getting nailed by the New York Knicks. No, I mean, I think that if Sarah died, you would have to get a wife all like immediately because i think that men do that and i don't even blame them for it because men i don't think can really survive on their own especially after having a well wife. i always think and this is like morbid or dark or whatever i always think when someone's spouse dies husband or wife or whatever it is right. i can't imagine i always think about this not always but you know i have a dark mind but <laughs> th that first night of going to bed with your wife not there must be insane or husband oh sure well it also depends on where they die if they die in bed like i might have to move. right i would have to be like i'd have to call my best friend my best friend lives in seattle with his wife and, and kids one of his kids is named after me which is exciting the, oh that's yeah, adorable daughter of my life his name's a uh, small dick big forehead um Aww. but i think i would fly like if my wife died i would just fly to seattle and be like hey i'm gonna live with you guys for six months Right. And then they'd be like, oh, God, Joe, <laughs> be like, this sucks. This is not. Why don't we just pay for an apartment for you somewhere? Not. And then I just sob and kill myself. But <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But anyway, so let, let's go back to the the beginning ish of when is the when's your like earliest memory of of anxiety? What do you have? Anxiety, depression, OCD. What are we what are we talking about? What are we working with here? I'm I'm going uh, anxiety disorder and OCD. Okay, so. But, now, does that manifest in depression at all or you don't really feel that so much as just a little bit? But, you know, any kind of depression is about my anxiety. Same here. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm not like, you know, just like, oh, I wish I was dead. I wish I was dead. I'm like, I wish I was dead um, if, you know, X, Y, Z would happen. Then I would want to die. Yes, I have that a lot. I have that even in this. I'm like, well, I could always kill myself. I My brain gets to kill myself pretty quick. Not... My brain gets to get killed. I'm not really a, a self-inflicted killing myself, but I would like to like, I'm like, oh, I maybe I'll get like shot by a stray bullet, hit by a car. Like that's how now, I see you, that. You're worried about those things happening or you wish those would happen to relieve you from anxiety? Yeah, that's like when you say like, I'm going to kill myself, right? And people 
you know, they say if you have a plan, it's not great, but a lot of us have a plan. You know, it's like, you know how you would kill sure. yourself if you were to do it. I'm too afraid to kill myself because if it doesn't work and I wake up in a hospital, a hospital is my biggest <clears throat> yes, fear. Yes, same here. That's my biggest fear with this corona business is being at a fucking overrun New York hospital. Exactly. And then now they're saying that they're opening the Javits Center and I really don't want to die at the Javits well, Center. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> I just think of... John Podesta coming out on election night and being like, we're not giving up yet. That's what I would, that's all I would be thinking about. I'd be, have, I'd have a collapsed oh, lung God. and like I'm bleeding out of my eyes and just being like, Hillary, oh, like, you know. Right. And then they're like, over here at this booth, you can get your comic book Yeah, signed. exactly. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm dressed as Doc Brown. And that's also Joe dying in a bed. No, I, I don't think that anything like that. So I can tell you that I have had anxiety like, from my memory since I'm three years old. Right. Yeah, I feel similarly. No, uh, There's no memory of me not having anxiety. I remember a like the first panic attack that I remember I was three. Wow. Tell me about that. I remember this panic attack. Okay, so there was this place called Carson City. And it was not Nevada. It was um like a, a theme park. And it was in upstate New York. It was in the Catskills. Okay. And my parents used to take us there. It was like this old Western town, the kind of theme park. And I remember my mother and my brother were walking in front of us. So my brother was five and I was three and I was walking behind him. I was holding my dad's hand. He was holding my mom's hand and we were walking. Uh, they were in front of us. And my brother started coughing like crazy. And I thought he was going to throw up. And I felt like I was going to faint. Okay. This might be the first Corona case. And I remember. He's patient yeah. zero. <laughs> and I remember. <coughs> I remember telling my dad, I'm like, you have to carry me okay, because I felt like I was going to wow. faint. And did because I can't take and did he carry you? Yeah, my dad carried me. I was very I was a tiny And were you top. like shaking and crying and stuff? Were you just I think it was more like just that kind of like feeling in your chest where like your stomach right. drops. Yeah. See, I was having um, I want to think of my first panic attack now but i think the other day i was having like i don't i haven't in a while gone like full-blown panic attack because when i have like right. a full-blown panic, i don't know about you but like i have like a i can't stand up i'm like sitting on the ground i'm shaking violently like yes i it gives me like fever symptoms almost right like you feel hot and like a sweat kind of thing I feel hot. I feel cold. I'm shaking uncontrollably, same. like shivering. Yes, same here. I, it starts as feeling cold. A lot of times when I've had panic attacks, I'll get a blanket or I'll turn the heat up because it feels like cold. I'm shivering and shaking so bad that I feel cold. Right. Um, I have to drink water too. I have to drink like a, 10 cups of water. Like I have to have water at all times because I feel like I'm, I can't even breathe without well, water. I have a thing where anything that... I'm hearing foam or something all of a sudden. I heard something weird. Oh, maybe it was the train. Oh, that might have been it. Okay. Um, I don't know why I said foam. I meant like a, a fuzz, <laughs> a buzz. I don't know what it was. But It might have been the Long Island but This is what I, I have a thing. Anything that feels similar to a panic attack, I start thinking, am I having a panic, panic attack? Like a, a couple yes. days ago, our friend Brendan Ayer, he did a thousand squats. He put it on uh, Instagram. So I was like, maybe I'll try that. Mm -hmm. I ended up doing 300. But two days later, my wow. legs were all like shaky because the muscles were wobbly. Yeah. So I was having like wobbly leg and I'm like, oh, am I having an anxiety attack? Because that's what it starts with a lot is like my legs start wobbling. Totally understood. So uh, for me, I think a lot of times my upper arms get very hot. Interesting. Or I'll feel like really cold all of a sudden. So if I feel like a draft from an air conditioner, I'm like, am I having a panic same, attack? Same, exactly. I have the exact same thing. Yeah. And I'll start like layering up and people are like, are you losing your mind? And I'm like, yes, that's exactly yes. what's happening. Literally. Um, yes. Do you, do you take anything for your panic attacks? Like for a real panic attack? I'm not saying like anxiety day to day. I used to have, I don't know is the short answer now. I used to have a Xanax prescription. When I first started having them, I was like 22-ish, 21, 22, maybe, maybe 23. But I was having them frequently, and I was uh, I got on Paxil like daily for daily just general anxiety. Right. And then I had Xanax for if I was having a panic attack. Right. And I started having less panic attacks just by the nature of having Xanax. Just the idea of yes. like, oh, if I had one, I would just take that. And that alone is enough yeah. to help combat them. 
Yeah, like just keep one in your yeah, wallet. Yeah, to know like, well, even if I did, I'd have medicine. Which I should sure. do with that now. I'm going through this with sleep. I take, I'll take one Tylenol PM to help me sleep. Mm-hmm. And the nights I take it, I'm like, I'm going to fall asleep right away because I took a Tylenol PM. The nights I don't take it, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to sleep because I didn't take the Tylenol PM. But then I feel like if I take it every night, I'm going to have liver damage and I'll die. Sure. Well, I don't think you'll die, but it's not good to be dependent on anything. Uh, something that I could suggest that I've suggested, I'm very scared of becoming addicted to Same anything. Here. I'm really scared. So every time I go to a psychiatrist or, you know, I go to a doctor and I talk about this, I always say, like, I want something that's non-addictive. And the problem with Xanax is that Xanax is amazing. Yes. And I I don't do drugs. I'm, you know, I'm sober for like 12 years, but... I can see where it would be very fun to get very high on Xanax. Totally. And like, I, that, now, are you sober? That is a nice feeling. Are you feeling. sober sober? Like you had a problem sober? I didn't have a problem. I chose about 12 years ago not to have drugs and alcohol part of my life anymore just because of things that were happening around me and things that I was watching. Sure. So I, I don't drink or do drugs yeah, at all. See, I, I'm sober seven plus years now from alcohol and drugs to some extent, but I was never a drug guy. I loved Vicodin right. and Xanax. Um, but, um, oh shit, I lost my train of thought for a moment. Oh, I was just thinking, Sarah and I were talking yesterday. I'm like, if I was still drinking during this, the quarantine, I would be blacked out all day, every day. Like yes. I would start drinking at seven in the morning just because I'm like, fuck it. We can-. Yeah. Like, this is almost to me an alcoholic dream come true. Right. It's like you don't have to go to work anymore. You could just stay home. You don't have to pay rent. Oh, my God. Did we create yeah, no this? schedule, no obligations, no need. Like you're not even supposed to leave the house. I'm like, I would be drinking heavily every day, like right all day, which would be a mess. And you don't have to go to the liquor store. It just they, they bring it yeah, out to you. It's be pretty <laughs> unbelievable. But I'm definitely grateful that I'm not doing that because I would be so much more anxious and feel like complete garbage. Absolutely. So I, when I go to the doctor, I've asked them for things that are not addictive. So right now I'm on Boost Bar, which is just for anxiety, not for depression. Mm. And it has very, very little side effects. Uh, I get a little bit dizzy for like a half hour when I take it. I have to take it in the morning at night. So I take it when I first open my eyes and I lay in bed for like an hour after that. And then I take it right before I go to bed. And then for panic attacks, instead of Xanax, I've been giving hydroxazine which is essentially like a Benadryl. Uh-huh. That's what Tylenol PM is. Sort of, yeah. And it's like, it's an antihistamine. It uh, it also helps with nausea, which is the number one thing that I'm afraid of. And it makes you drowsy and it's non-addictive. Interesting. So you still have panic attacks relatively frequently then? Once in a while, I do have them more when I'm traveling, which is not great for my comedy <laughs> career because of it. I'm... Oh. <laughs> And it's not even it's it's on the plane. Absolutely. I'm terrified of flying because I'm afraid that people are going to throw up on the plane. I'm afraid of germs. I'm not afraid of the plane going Interesting. down. I don't care if the plane goes down <laughs> as long as it's a quick death. As long as no one's vomiting on me on the way down. I'm Inter- cool well, what a horrible nightmare to have someone vomit on you in your last moments. Right. Like if, if the, they were like, all right, well, the plane's going to explode and everyone's going to blow up right now. I'd be like, that's fine. So. With vomiting, can you not watch, like the scene in Stand By Me where they're all barfing on each other? Can you handle that or is that? No. Oh, so just no, seeing No, I don't. Seeing it, talking about it, thinking about it, anything. If you tell me that you're nauseous and you're with me, I'm probably going to leave you wherever you are. So this is interesting because I talk to you and you can settle me down and you talk through it and you have the good, right. but you have some things on your that you can't deal with. Like, does do your tools help you with that? Not really. And I think that um, it's because it's not something that I'm afraid of. The things that you're afraid of aren't necessarily the things I'm afraid of. So I can see it rationally. So what? Just like you're not afraid of vomit, are you? No, I mean, I'm not into vomit. I don't like vomit. But But you could probably talk me out of something because it's not something that you're scared of. Right. Well, I'm always I've talked about this before. I'm always excellent with other people's anxiety. Right, because it, you're empathetic. Yeah, to and it. like I understand, like 
it's harder for me to talk myself off a cliff. Now I've gotten better at, again, with mindfulness, therapy, practice, meditation, um, connecting with other people, like understanding it has given me the tools to settle myself down a lot more. Now I go on like right. anxiety things that last about a half hour as opposed to days before. Um, right. Yeah. And th that's all we could really do. But like I said, you know, following the thought through is just probably the best thing you could do, like all the way through. Right. No, that doesn't, and it's that like, doesn't work with barf. Even no. Well, I mean, listen, I, I was in exposure therapy for a little while and oh, they God. were showing me videos and I got so bad where I wouldn't leave the house because of the exposure video because I was more afraid than ever. So I, I had to go, um, I had to get a real therapist and not just this exposure therapist. And they told me I needed a referral. So I needed to go to my regular doctor and get a referral for this therapist. And I said, well, that's hilarious. You think I'm going to go to a primary care doctor where people are sick right? to get a referral to a therapist when I'm afraid of germs. So I was like, no, thank you. And I stayed in my house. This was, um, quite a few years ago, maybe like seven, eight years ago. And I, uh, it was a very cold winter and I had a studio apartment and I opened all my windows all the time. And I sat there like in a sweatshirt under the covers because I didn't want any germs to stay in my apartment. Right. And I would just stay inside. I would, and if I had to go out for groceries, I would like freak out. So what happened was eventually the visiting nurse service came to my house to write me a prescription to go to a therapist. Wow. So you were like agoraphobic, essentially. Yes, because I'm afraid. I'm just afraid of the germs. And so for me, what's going on right now is everything that I've always thought was happening. Right. And so, so you've kind of been training for this your entire life. Yeah, I feel like the, the only comfort that I have for this pandemic that we're having is that finally people are washing their hands. Right. People are staying home when they're sick. Like this, these are things that I've been doing forever. Yeah. An interesting thing to me about, I mean, first of all, hopefully we come out of this change where people are washing their hands and there's less, I hope so too. You know, sharing and hug. I wouldn't mind some less hugging and hand holding and handshaking and shit like that. But it's weird how quickly um, people adjust and adapt, though. Like it's hard for me to remember what it was like. Before this, even though this has only been going on for two weeks, like I have. Are you watching TV and like seeing crowds of people and getting nervous? A little bit. I've watched a little TV. I'm trying to limit the amount of TV and social media because I was saying similar. You alluded to it earlier. I was saying to Sarah yesterday, I'm like, if we didn't go out to the grocery store or whatever, if we just stayed in here and didn't turn on social media or TV, it's like it's kind of not even happening, really. Like the only sure. thing that's really connecting us to it is that we watch TV and we look at social media and some of it, I'm like, yeah. I'm reading a whole Twitter thread from a doctor being like, people are coming in. Some of them are young, they're dying, they're fucking whatever, they have AIDS and their mothers hate them, whatever it is. And I'm like, if I just didn't read this, it doesn't even affect me. But you also, there's also an, an addiction thing of like, you want to know what's going on. I'm also a cable news junkie in my life and a political junkie. So I like to know what's going on. I like history. So I like to be a part of it and aware. So you have to balance it somehow. We are such a part of history right now. I think that this is going to be something that is talked about forever, like really forever. Yeah. And it's life changing. Like my niece and nephew, like they're going to grow up differently than we grew up. Yes, for sure. And it's the weirdest thing. Like, could you imagine like we we grew up and we lived through 9-11. I don't know if you were in New York. No, I lived in Whitman, Massachusetts still. OK, so like, you know, I, I lived through 9-11. I was a senior in high school and then uh, we lived through the blackout. Like these were things that were freaky to me. Right. And that was something that was life changing to me. Like, oh, my God, we lived through 9-11. Like I, I didn't I was in high school. It didn't really affect my life as much as you think right. it would, because I was in Queens. I wasn't commuting to the city every day. I didn't have a job. I was, you know, 17 right. years old. Life was good. Everything was fine. I mean, you know, it was like scary and I knew some people that died, but it wasn't affecting my day to day. And then the blackout happened and that was for not even 24 hours. And I was like, oh, my God my life has changed forever right, right. because we didn't have, we didn't have power for like 12 hours right. and that was it. Yeah. Well, this is, and now we're, we're living through something that's, that might be going on maybe till fall. 
is it ever going to end? When are we going to feel safe? Well, that's the thing. And like, it's hard because like, I don't want to be a bummer. And I hope this podcast is is helpful and uh, hopeful to a lot of people. And it seems to be people reach out. Thank you for reaching out, by the way. You can continue to email me, joelistcomedy at gmail. And it's been really nice. And uh, people are so friendly and kind. But I also think there's a lot of like, and I guess we're in New York. So we're like in the thick of well, this is ground zero, they're saying of, of this. Um, but I'm like, realistically, like this is going to be months. Like Cuomo came out and said it's going to be months today. He said the peak will be 45 days from now. That's insane. So like, and, and people also continue to not stay home and they are going. Right. So the, the better, the quicker everyone did that, the better. But then there's huge parts of the country that don't give a shit are like, this is a hoax. This is horseshit. This is um, whatever. Jeff Bezos made this up so that he could make more money delivering products. Yeah, there's a lot of that shit. And it's like, this is the problem. I don't want to get political here, but this is the problem with all this crazy political shit and fake news and stuff. It's all fun and games until something like this happens. And right. then you have half the country. I don't even mean like, not maybe not half the country, but a huge chunk of the country being like, ah, this is bullshit. This, they're all panicking. Right. This is from the left. This is left wing shit. This only affects old people. There's all this like crazy stuff that you're like, which to me, what really hit home for me was like the NBA, NHL and March Madness being canceled where you're like, that's costing people trillions of dollars. The night that the NBA got canceled is the night it got real Same for here. me. Exactly. I was like, oh shit. That was when Sarah was in LA. I was like, you got to come home. This is going to be insane. I was terrified when Sarah was in L.A. I was absolutely terrified. That was just a scary thing. It's like everyone has to come home. I don't know what's happening and I don't know why. And to be honest with you, right now, um, and this is why my anxiety, I think, is so bad right now, <coughs> just in general, because where our anxiety is because we don't feel safe. Right. That is exactly. anxiety in general. When you don't feel good, you don't feel right. safe. And right now, where is safe? Safe is inside of our house. And it's like, well, hopefully it's safe inside of our house. We don't even 100 percent know that. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And that's what I've realized through therapy is that the real feeling of anxiety is feeling unprotected by Yes. And that's how I feel right now, because sure, I mean, I don't have anything. I haven't really been out since, you know, besides the supermarket a few days ago. But what if I did get it a few days ago? Or what if my boyfriend got it a few days ago? And what if it's in this house right now? It's like, um, remember that that movie? It was a horror movie um, where like there was a ghost inside of the house. There was like a spirit inside of the house and it was following the person. I forgot what movie it was. It was like a low budget. Not, it follows. Uh, that horror one, movie. It follows. Oh. No, 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 no. It was like a very famous. Uh, it wasn't too long ago. Anyway, so the the spirit, fo the demon followed this person no matter where it went. And it's like that. that's how I feel right now, because I feel like we're not safe anywhere. Even if we had a house upstate in the woods, are we safe there? I don't know, because what if there's no grocery stores there? And what if we just die in the woods? Yeah, that's the thing. It, it's yeah, it's terrifying. And uh, but that's the thing. People are a lot of people are leaving New York. They're like, let's get out of here. But I'm like, I don't know. First of all, then you could be bringing it wherever you're going. Also, sure. the idea, New York, at least I'm like, we have six grocery stores within like 300 yards of here. Right. Some of these grocery stores out in the middle of nowhere, that's like a 50 minute wait to get into the grocery store and shit. And we have right. a shitload of hospitals, even though they're about to be overrun. But some of those small towns, they have one hospital. I don't like there's no getting away from this. And that's one of the things that's really scary, too, that I was talking about last night with Sarah is through most of my life, most of my anxiety and my obsessions were things that were like, yeah, but probably that's not going to happen. And even I, after right. a few hours or days of it, I could be like, yeah, I don't have liver cancer. My teeth aren't all falling out, you know. Uh, we're not going to hit by a meteor, you know, the house isn't going to catch fire, but this is like, no, this isn't going away. It's right here. Like, sure. So your whole life, uh, in therapy, you've been told this stuff is not going to happen. You've been told by people around you. You've been told by everyone that this stuff is not going to happen. Joe, this is not real. Right. And now you're watching the news and they're like, oh, this is real. You remember everything we said that wasn't real. It's very real. Right. But all that being said, trying to get back to being hopeful is that like with all this going on the last, it's been going on for a couple of weeks now. 
And it's been pretty fun. It's been fine. Sarah and I were, you know, we're, we're banging, we're chit-chatting, we're watching movies. That's yeah, fun. It's fun. I mean, I feel grateful for that. I'm like, I'm hanging out with my best buddy in here. I got a nice spacious apartment. I was thinking about like, so many New Yorkers have a bunch of roommates. Like, I've had some living situations in New York and I'm like, if this was happening in that situation, I would have jumped out of my window and licked someone that was coughing. Oh, totally understood with that. And that's something that I think about all the time. Like we are, you and I have situations where we're probably the safest of anyone just because we're both quarantining, you know, our partners are quarantining, you know, we have nice places to live and we have to kind of be grateful for that. And also, um, you know, is this silly? The stress of comedy is kind of lifted. Yes, I've been, I was saying that yesterday. Strangely, there's a big part of this that I'm like, I'm really enjoying in that, like, we live stressful lifestyle. Like, I'm on the road literally every week. I have two podcasts. Yeah. I'm a guest on other people's podcasts. I go to therapy, the dentist, all the shit. And to not have to fly and be like, okay, I got to get up tomorrow at 6 a.m. I got to take a lift to JFK. I don't know what traffic's going to be like. And then I got to, whatever, I got to do radio tomorrow morning, all that shit. To have all that gone, I'm like, this is kind of like, in some ways, the answer to all my prayers, other than the infectious disease yeah. of killing people. Doesn't it feel like this is what it's like for regular people in a relationship? Like if you had a regular <coughs> job and Sarah had a regular job, you guys would come home and spend an evening together. Yeah. And a couple of nights we've made dinner, like we went out and bought, uh, you know, some salmon and some shit. And we, we cooked dinner, we ate at the table. And I'm like, it's nice. It's yeah. like a little taste of what uh reality of other people it's real life that's what people do in real life so for us to even have relationships for us to even do these things while we do comedy is the craziest thing to me because i never realized how hard it is until now yeah and well that's that's the weird thing too is like that the the nice thing is like nothing there is no time and days anymore where it's like oh we stayed up till four and slept till noon you're like but who cares it doesn't matter doesn't matter. You have nowhere to go. And also, this is the other thing that's really crazy. Um, I'm glad, not that I'm glad, I'm not glad the comedy's over, but I'm glad that if I'm not doing it, no one else is allowed to do yes, it Yes, I was saying this to Mark, because, you know, Mark is uh, particularly driven and um, uh, just, he's very driven. And so I'm like, he's like, this is crazy. Right. We got delayed. Nothing's happened. I'm like, it's not like you and I are stuck. Like, no one else is doing anything. Right. That's the only comfort because if you said like, Tracy, you can't do comedy for nine months, but everyone else is going to keep right, going. Exactly. I would freak well, out. Here's the other thing. And I was saying this to Mark was to fans. They only see us once every year, once a year and a half. They listen to the podcast, which we're still doing. And like, if you right. live in, you know, Toledo, it's not like we were all swinging through Toledo every night. Like they're just like, Oh yeah, he'll right. be back in a year and a half. That's what, does that make sense? Right. He would have been there. Yeah, he would have been there anyway in a year yeah, and a half. So, and everyone's all, all yeah, exactly. There's not some crazy comedy scene going on in Des Moines right now that we're not a part of. It's, it, it, that, it's such a good feeling, though, because I feel like everyone is halted in time yes. with me. The, the analogy I had was like, it's almost like we all um, are athletes that had like, what tore our ACL at the beginning of the season. At yeah, the same everyone time. misses this season and then we'll just pick it up <laughs> next year. And the other thing is like, in the grand scheme of things, even if we're quarantined for a year, you know, life expectancy is what? 72, 74, 70. It's one year. And we're right. still alive. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> I mean, is that a good thing or a bad thing? No one really knows. <laughs> well, we get to live. We get to watch. Have you watched this big tiger show on Netflix? Tiger King. Joe, I'm two episodes two episodes in. This is the best thing I've ever seen. I'm in only my whole one episode life. in, so don't give anything away from the second episode. The second episode gets so good that you're gonna be like, "Yes, I don't care who this virus calls. <laughs> I need to watch it's this." It's unbelievable. We watched it last night. We needed something light. We had to talk about death and everything, and then uh, we put it on. And within like three minutes, I was like, "This is not even three minutes." The first, I won't give anything away, but the first thing he's like. Let's go back to the beginning. And he's like, the beginning is crazy. And it shows a guy just stand up out of the water with a tiger over his head. 
And then the next cut is a guy with a lion in the backseat of his car. And I'm like, this is the best show I've ever seen ever. It was so like, I can't wait till I have more because you think like, oh, this is about my boyfriend said to me, well, what are we watching? What What is this about? You know, because I asked him if he wanted to watch it. And I said, oh, you know, it's just about like different people that live in Florida and own uh, tigers. And he's like, oh, that's pretty cool. And that is not what it's right, about Right, right. Well, I was telling my buddy, I was like, you got to check it out. It's about a country singer who's gay and has 400 tigers. <laughs> and he sent me like 10 lines of ha-ha-has. And I'm like, dude, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, <clears throat> right. But see, even that is a good description. But that's not even no. what it's about. Like, that's just a tiny part of right. what it's about. So we have things like that. And I talked about this in last week's episode. I think Ari Shafir and I were talking about it like, you have to just take the little things in life, a chocolate chip cookie, a crazy tiger documentary, you know, uh, a shower, like showers have changed. I always love taking a shower right now. Right. Taking a shower is like, you know, fucking nine supermodels on ecstasy right now. Just that like, right. Oh, do, you have, do you have like a schedule? No, no schedule, but just when I'm feeling a little down, a little like, eh, I need something. I'll go in the shower and I'm taking 85 minute showers. I'm just in there. I lay down. I put my feet up. You know, I stick the shower head in my asshole. I'm like, it's night. You get a little colonic. Yeah, it's, it's just wonderful in there. I'm naked. It gets steamy and you just get away from everything. It's just like a nice, because I miss my steam room in my gym. I like the steam room. I, you start to miss things. So a shower is just a nice break. I've been laying in the bathtub for hours for years. See, I got to catch up because Sarah took a bath last night. I mean, everyone's acting kooky here, but maybe I'll <laughs> maybe I'll try taking a bath because. Take a bath. I sit in the bathtub for if I have free time, I will sit in the bathtub for all of that free time. And I just text people. I look at Instagram. I just keep the phone like on the outside. So if it falls, it just falls right. on the floor. And I just enjoy my bath i i have to be in water i'm very aquatic i'm like a i frog. feel so similarly like i take long showers i love the steam room and the ocean like the happiest i ever am is in the ocean or in a steam room or in the shower i'm water obsessed yeah we're very yeah. aquatic um but so i think that's the thing too is like and i was saying this to mark it's like it feels like we're quarantined for a year or for six months whatever it is for weeks but you're, and this is very like Buddhist kind of thing, like you're still alive and you still have your breath. You're still with yourself. Wherever you go, there you are, you know? So sure. Yeah. I think that we need to kind of take this, um, you know, we, we have to keep reminding ourselves just, just in life. I mean, forget the virus. We have to remind ourselves every single day that we're safe and we're alive and we're okay. And, you know, you're, you know, we're both, like I said, lucky enough to be with partners. So it's like, you know, Sarah's never going to let anything bad happen to you. And, you know, but it's true. And it sounds silly to talk to yourself like a child like that. But I do that all the time. I do it constantly. Yeah, it is helpful. And even if we get the virus, uh, percentages are on our side. I mean, they still sure. say 80% of cases are, uh, you know, mild. Sure. Yeah. I mean, just like I said, in general, just even forget the virus, just in general, like when things happen and when thoughts happen, I've been trying so, so hard to just ground myself. Yeah. Now, are you a meditator at all? I've been doing the Headspace app oh, okay. a little bit. Uh, so the most relaxing thing to me, this is the craziest thing you're ever going to hear me say. The most relaxing time of my life was when I had to have a brain MRI. I have really bad migraines. Okay. So my doctor sent me for a brain MRI and I had had MRIs before on my back and things like that. And I'm laying in this. Have you had an MRI, Joe? You know, I don't think so. I've had a thing where I went through a thing, but I don't know if it was an MRI. It was years ago. That was a pizza was, oven. Um, I'm, not, <laughs> that was I'm Domino's. not sure what it was. I don't think so. I've had weird shit like so that. So you lay there. You, you lay on this hard table with your on your back. And you, they stick you in this tube. It's an open-ended tube. It's like be, being stuck into um, like an empty roll of toilet right. paper, right? So it's open on both ends. And they give you earplugs. And you lay down and you have to be really still. You cannot move for like 20 to 40 minutes, depending on what they're doing. And all you do is you hear this loud, loud banging. Because it's the machine. And it's just banging like crazy. 
And to me, I think it's like the fact that you can't move and then the loud banging, it lulled me to sleep. Wow, interesting. But do you get freaked out? Like when I go to the dentist and he's like, all right, don't swallow, don't move. Whatever you do, don't swallow this. I immediately start swallowing. Hello? Yeah, I think that we all kind of do that. That's like an impulse. But this is different because they could just start it over. I mean, nothing bad's going to happen. I don't like when they say don't swallow at the dentist because he's probably putting poison in our mouth. (laughs) It's not like, oh, let's just start over. You know, it's kind of a different feeling. So what I've been doing when I get super nervous and last night I was getting very anxious. So I laid on my back straight flat on my back. And that's not how I sleep. And I was like, all right, just listen in your head to the banging of the MRI. Interesting. And it worked? And I was like, yeah, and it worked. And I, I fell asleep because I was just like, it's almost, it's meditation, you know, because you're laying there and you're just trying to be very still and you're trying to clear your thoughts and just think of something. Even if, you know, maybe my mantra is the banging of an MRI right. machine. It, whatever, whatever works, first of all. But yeah, I use the Calm app. I do it every morning. And I do this Wim Hof breathing. Do you know about that guy? Is that the uh, the box breathing? Um, no, that's different. But I do some of that too. But the Wim Hof breathing is like right. this. I think he's German or Austrian or Dutch. Some some crazy guy that sits in cold water all day. And uh, But he does a breathing method that's really helpful. I don't know. People say it's good for your immune system. I've been doing it for a while and it helps me. But um, I try to do a few different mindful meditation sessions a day and i always read some kind of pema chodron or Thich Nhat han or tara brock or i listen to a podcast try to do some mindfulness daily to kind of calm myself down and it really does help i've been training myself for years to be able to step out of these panic and anxiety moments and anger right yeah i I understand that too because i feel like that a lot too especially yeah and with the anger too is not something that we really discussed but i have a bad temper because of my anxiety i think i think it kind of comes hand in hand but something that i have found and while you're kind of like leaning into it sometimes i lean out of it and i try to change everything completely and not even like watch a funny show, listen to a funny podcast. I've been listening to Sarah's podcast badge from the beginning because there's nothing deep about right. it. <laughs> there's nothing. I mean, they talk about her and Adrian talk about such ridiculous things that you cannot not laugh right. at it. Yeah. That's what I think. Like, um, I feel like we get to do that with our Mark and I's podcast, similar Mark and my podcast, I like to use proper English. <laughs> um, similarly, that thing of like, here's just complete, fucking nonsense insanity silliness and i i think i need more yeah. of that like i don't watch a lot of comedy i'm always like i'm a comic i get my comedy from being around comedy i think i could use more of that like i should watch the naked gun instead of watching like you know every hitchcock movie which also relaxes me because i find it enjoyable but maybe i need some more silliness You need some more silliness. That's why I'm so into reality TV too because it's just not deep. These people are crazy people and when you like i watch 90 day fiance and you can't not laugh and you can't focus on these like deep issues when you're watching this ridiculous like story maybe i'll try some of that but yeah i've been escaping through uh movies and this tiger business now so yeah the tiger thing is great (laughs) escapism definitely helps but i also think for me it's important to go in because if i don't kind of focus on and recognize and be mindful of my feelings and emotions, that's when they sort of subconsciously start coming up. And that's when all of a sudden I'm dealing with a pelvis pain or a migraine or my tongue feels swollen or I'm convinced I have Corona, whatever it might be. And so I have to spend time being mindful that I'm anxious and I'm going to be anxious. I was thinking about this the other day, whatever thing you deal with, whether it's depression or anxiety or hypochondria or all of them, it's all going to be multiplied by 10 during this time period, I think. People that don't have anxiety have anxiety right now. This is the time of anxiety. Right, that's a good way to put it. So we have to go easy on ourselves and allow ourselves to feel extra depressed or stressed, I think. Right, and something else that I could suggest and something that works for me sometimes is telling someone what you need to say. So say you and Sarah are sitting there and you start having this cough and you're very worried now that you have corona. So you could say, Sarah, I'm just letting you know I'm having this very bad cough and I'm having a ton of anxiety that I have corona, but now we're not going to talk about it anymore. But I just needed you to know that 
in case anything bad happens to me. That's what I'm telling you. Like, I, I remember I started a new nasal spray and it would make my heart race. And I would text my friend and I would be like, hey, I use this nasal spray. I did two pumps in each nose. I'm just letting you know. Right. And it, and then like talk to me about something right. else. That's, yeah. See, that's that's great. And that's really helpful because it's like creates sort of like boundaries and it puts something out there that is Right, that I'm afraid of because, like, I'm afraid that my heart's going to stop. So I need you to talk to me through it, but talk to me about something else. Distract my mind, but also know that this is why I'm feeling right. like this. So I feel safe that, you know, if if we're talking on the phone and I stop talking to you or I start convulsing or whatever, you're going to call 911. You're going to say, this is the nasal spray that she used. Please go to her house. This is her address. Right. That's really helpful. I do that when I go uh, hiking. I'll text my mother and one other person go, I'm hiking mm -hmm. at, uh, you know, blow me park in, um, you know, lick my balls, Arizona. And if anything happens, Oh, I love yeah, that. Please. Um, if you don't hear from me, that's, that's where I am. Right. And that's what I do a lot. Like I'll put the idea out there. I'll say like, Hey, I'm really nauseous. I don't know if it's something I ate. I don't know if it's anxiety. Let's right. move on. Good thing to do. And also I think similarly, I've been trying to do this too, is like allow your, in this situation with Corona, Allow yourself some news to watch the news, look at Twitter, and then just be like, okay, that's all the news I'm getting today. That's all the news I need today. I'm putting my phone up my ass and I'm turning the TV off and putting on whatever. Right. Right. Or even just saying to a friend, like, hey, is there any new news that I need to right. know about? I've been people too, like, do you have any good news? Give me some good news if you have it. Right. But... Well, the good news that I can tell you is that, you know, we have friends that live in China. Like, there are comics that live in China and they're right. fine. Yeah. And that's really what we have to yeah, think about. Yeah, it's getting better. It will get better. Right? It has to get better because if China China's like kind of back. Right. Yeah. So we'll be okay. And I understand South Korea is doing okay and so we're we're, we're doing it now. We're going to be all right. Yeah. And yeah, and I think that, you know, if we just kind of um keep super positive, don't don't get obsessed with social yeah. media. I feel better already just having this conversation. We got that's the other thing is just keep checking in with people. Keep checking in with people and keep also talking about other yes. things. Yes, good point. You know, I think that like kind of like getting, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a few podcasts about this Tiger King. Yes. I'm looking <laughs> forward to listening to it. I know I know that um I think like the Bonfire is going to be covering it. I'm into yeah. it. So I can't wait to watch it and then like start that obsession. Yeah. Tiger King. I, I would I'm recommending we're recommending Tiger King and the Vag podcast to everybody that's listening right now. It's gonna cure yeah. the corona. And tell where where else can uh, where can they find you? Where's your Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff? Sure. So I have uh, three different podcasts right now. So I have Teen Mom Trash Talk. I have 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk. And I have another podcast called Only in New York. And we had uh, Gilbert Gottfried oh, on wow. last week. He was our guest. Yeah, we talked about um, just like old New York. We talk about New York experiences on it. And then you guys could find me uh, at Trixie Tuzini on Instagram and Twitter. That's T-R-I-X-I-E-T-U-Z-Z-I-N-I. Uh, and yeah, I'm on Instagram and Twitter and you can go to tracycarnazzo.com. I was going to say for my upcoming tour dates, but, you know, just to come and say yeah, hi. Yeah, 2021. Um, <laughs> well, thanks so much for doing this, Tracy. I appreciate it. Did you have fun? Do you feel better? Is this okay? Do you hate me? I feel good. No, I love you. Joe, oh, you're the thank best. You. I love you and I appreciate it. And thanks for um, thanks for helping me out with my anxiety in the past and currently right now. Of course, Joe, you can call me anytime. We could also FaceTime so that you could see my smiling face and that I'm alive and I can I see appreciate it. Alive. I love this. Let's do it. Uh, of course. All right. All right. Great thank luck. you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tracy. Sure. Bye-bye. Mindful Metal Jacket is hosted by comedian Joe List. Produced by Joe List. Edited by Matt Kleinschmidt. Executive producers Robert Kelly and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcasts.